0: There's been, you know, talk between your interaction and your ending on the show with uh, 065. He
1: was like so much worse, like in person, like the gaslighting, the way he treated me, the way he spoke to me, like it was like, it was like bullying. I've received a lot of hate, racially charged. People's lips were literally falling apart. There were some people who physically were unable to make it through. Contestants had seizures. It was really sad. Anyone hook up? Depends on what you call hook up, I guess.
0: Let's get into it.
2: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
0: Welcome back to Let's Get Into a podcast hosted by me, Sloan. Today, we have a Squid Games contestant on with us, Player 399, also known as Aurora. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I am gray. I'm so excited to have you on, especially because like many other people, I was watching the show, but I had a moment where I realized like wait, I know who that is because <laughs> Aurora is from like my hometown. We went to the same high school. You did swim team as well, too, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so like
1: I, my blasters.
0: Yeah, I saw you all around. So to see you on the screen like just randomly while I'm watching the show and you did you did pretty well. That's impressive.
1: Thanks so much. Yeah, it means a lot that like people back home would recognize me because I just was so I was so nervous doing this so far away from home Uh and then it was a super exciting experience so thanks so much dude
0: yeah and I mean it's been like what 10 years since we've graduated so like when I saw that (laughs) I was like oh my gosh I mean of course I've kept up with you but I did not see this coming so give us a little bit of background on like who you are and how did you end up on the show
1: Yeah. So I obviously were, you know, you and I are from the same hometown. So we're both American, but I now um, live in the UK, live in London. So I've been, I transitioned, I work in tech, I'm a management consultant and um, I moved to the London office of my firm back in May of last year. And when I moved, I started to kind of like blog my experiences and just like share with the world, like what it's like to be a consultant, what it's like to be a black girl in tech and like, what it's like to be an American in London. And so I started my TikTok and that like did quite well. So I've been able to kind of have that as like my side hustle um, since I've moved. Um, and maybe three or four months into creating TikToks, um, one of the representatives from the show found it and reached out to me. They DM'd me on Instagram and kind of invited me to participate in the show. I had to go through multiple rounds of interviews. And then I got the confirmation that I had been selected and then filming started in
0: january of this january okay and yes aurora is very active on social media so her tiktok page her instagram everything will be listed below so definitely go and check her out so when you were approached for the show i mean where where were they filming this and do you have any idea on how they decided to select people because obviously there's a big range so i'm assuming not every single person came from tiktok but do you have any idea of how they selected people
1: yeah. So my understanding is like they wanted to have like a really good, like, mix of personalities. Like the conversations that they had, they asked me during my interviews are really interesting. Like, how do I handle conflicts? Like, what's a big pet peeve of mine? Like, it, they gave me a lot of like scenario questions. Um, and I remember leaving my, <laughs> I remember leaving my interviews with Netflix thinking to myself, like, I'm giving such like textbook Gryffindor energy, like textbook Gryffindor vibe every conversation every answer was like i'm gonna stand up for someone who's being let down or i'm gonna stand my ground or i would never let someone da that like it was <laughs> so cringe. like thinking back mm-hmm. to like what my answers were but i think that they just wanted to have a, a like a great mix of people who are there for themselves and like, willing to do anything like it's so much money You're like 4.56 million dollars mm-hmm. like that's not only life-changing for you but life-changing for you and like anyone who's like in your in your circle like it's multiple generational. Like people it's just like such a crazy amount of money so how far are people willing to go like what types of sacrifices are people willing to make and i think that they did a really good job of like creating this like robust cast of like different levels of basically risk Mm -hmm. (laughs) and different levels of like integrity different levels of like basically how far people would go to make this happen um, so I think though that was kind of what was in the back of their mind. Obviously, I really have no idea why they picked me to be quite honest. I don't even know why they picked me from TikTok. It's just again, this like random thing. Um, I just think I just popped up on one of the casting director's pages and they're like, oh yeah, maybe. <laughs> and so, yeah. and I just happened to respond to the DM.
0: So when you were in that interview process, did you first know that it was going to be like a Netflix situation? And did you also know like, by interview one, did you know the prize money was going to be that large? Like, were they very upfront with all that information? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. So they called, so they told me what it was. They told me it was what game the challenge. They told me it was for the four point five six million dollars. And yeah. So I knew what the production company was, which is Studio Lambert. That's who Mm -hmm. like reached out to me technically. And then they sent over the audition tapes or like, you know, my interviews with, production over to netflix and then netflix it selected the people that they wanted so it was like kind of like a they worked th- to it together mm. but from the beginning i knew it was a netflix thing i knew studio Lambert, and i knew the prize money they were very clear about, about that from the beginning and that we were not going to be paid
0: <laughs> yeah so then you were um so you're based currently in the uk was it filmed in the uk
1: it was filmed in the UK. It was literally filmed like 15 minutes from my house, which is so um, crazy because it's like, wow, I could have just walked out yeah. <laughs> at any moment and just gone home to my comfortable bed. Um, but yeah, so it was, it was filmed in London and, um, they flew people from all over the world, from, mm. from Asia, from obviously there are a lot of Americans from this Middle East, like from like all over, um, Central and South America as well. So it was a really, really, like, international, people from Australia, New Zealand, like, diverse cast, especially Japan. It was Mm -hmm. a lot of people came.
0: So I'm sure because people were all flown in, like, they had different experiences as far as, like, staying in hotels prior. Like, did you, you lived so close. So what did, like, the first day of shooting kind of look like? Did you just, like, Uber over there and you were there just, like, at your call time?
1: Yeah. So basically we had to go, we all had to check into the same hotel and we had a quarantine there for three, for three days per person. So we had to have our masks and like take COVID tests and we cannot leave our room. Um, and then we turned in all all of our technology and then we went in to begin the game. So we were in the hotel For like almost a week before we started filming, it was like three or four days. Um, And even the people who made it past red light, green light had to go back to the hotel before we actually went into the dorm. So it was a lot of time at the hotel. Um, and everyone flew in to that same location before we started filming.
0: So it wasn't like it's obviously the timeline isn't how it presented in the show as far as like the red light, green light. And then we all just go into the dorm after there was like a hotel kind of situation in between.
1: Yeah, so the people who unfortunately were eliminated went immediately. And then they kept a lot of us, like the people who passed, Red Light, Green Light, and we all took a bus back to the hotel and then we had to wait, sleep there. We still didn't have any phones, any technology. We were fully already in the Squid game universe. Um, and then they someone would knock knock on your door at like six, seven AM. <laughs> it was crazy. And then we had to get up, put our put on our you know, our outfit or whatever, and then go to the another bus, and then that bus took us to the filming location, which was um, not too far from Nick where
3: I live.
0: So I want to talk about Red Light, Green Light. But as far as outfits, just random question: Like, did they give you multiple of like your number? No.
1: So we, so we had like our green sweat, like you know, sweatsuits and then mm-hmm. we had our like the our t-shirts with our jackets. Um, sorry, with our numbers on it, and then we had thermals. Um, but. We only had one set, but we had like multiple sets of thermals, multiple sets of underwear, multiple mm. sets of like, you know, whatever you needed to go under, you know. Um, but we only got one t shirt and one sweat and one sweatpants
3: shirt.
0: Mm-hmm. So since the show, um, there's been, you know, talk between your interaction and your ending on the show with uh, 065. And I want to get into that. But before we do, I mean, I've seen all these people talk on social media about their experience in the challenge. And I think watching it as a viewer, you know, seeing all these people get eliminated that first game, it's like, "Wait, why?" I mean, they just couldn't stand still there, but they really had you filming that entire game for hours long. Can you kind of explain yeah. like so were you just holding a position for, I mean, 30 minutes at a time?
1: Yeah, so basically we were holding our positions for 15 to 20 to 25 minutes at a time. It was freezing, so it was like maybe 20 to 25 degrees Fahrenheit, like 0 degrees Celsius. Um, and then also like while you're holding your position there's cameras coming around people like getting shot pow 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 like all around you you have to stay completely still the entire time so like all of those factors like led to why it took so long so in the end red light green light did not last five minutes it lasted Mm -hmm. about seven like between seven to eight hours depending on when you were able to finish and like your whole body was like so exhausted like in order to make it past red light, green light, I actually think it was more of a mental challenge than a physical one because you had to basically dissociate from your body in order to make it
3: through. Like yeah. everyone
1: has a story, a mechanism, a place that they had to go to in order to make it past red light, green light. Um, it was like, yeah, the most physically demanding thing I've ever done in my life.
0: And do you think, so was it made to be that cold to make it even more uncomfortable? Is that part of the strategy?
1: Oh, 100%. It was in an empty airplane hangar. So they went there for a reason. They wanted us to be cold and uncomfortable. I mean, they they cut over half the people.
0: Yeah. And while you were on this show, did you ever see, I mean, obviously you would interact with staff and production. How was your relationship with them?
1: They were around. Like they were always checking in on us, like trying to see how we were feeling. Um, Whatever gossip was going on in the dorm, you know, they were like always just like, you know, around (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so yeah they they had a very very um present presence in the dorm to say the least
0: (laughs) yeah did they seem accommodating like were there some other contestants who were like much needier and like constantly asking for things and
1: yeah yeah everybody has like you know dietary requirements or like Mm -hmm. medications that they need or you know like whatever Or, or maybe they you know religious practice so they have to go and pray you know during certain times of the day so everybody had different like accommodations that they needed uh And they were pretty accommodating to be quite fair. Um, Except they didn't give us like outside time until much later and they didn't give Mm -hmm. like, yeah, we were definitely at like a vitamin deficit. (laughs) Like they gave us like bars. like (laughs) They gave us so many things towards the end, I think. (laughs) Like we got like, stick as well towards the end but like so many people had already been eliminated at that point like it's just like
3: yeah
1: we should have gotten from the beginning but um I would say overall they were accommodating once they realized that it was getting to a certain like a dire point that people needed yeah so, yeah
0: especially seeing that one contestant like steal the extra food I mean it made me question like I am such a foodie like I need to eat like did you feel like you were given the proper like, did they properly feed you and like hydrate I mean, what you? Is being and...
1: Properly fed. I mean, like, I think that what we found out later was like we were making, we were eating like a thousand around a thousand calories a day, mm. and I feel like that's like what you eat in a meal—a good, like, I mean, an American meal, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
3: yeah. You know, really. like, a
1: proper meal. But like, I didn't even eat that much because I was so grossed out by the breakfast, like that porridge. Mm. Tra- like I, I, and to this day, it makes me like want to vomit. So like Ew. I. didn't was like, I don't know if you've ever, did you see the Matrix slum? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know when Neo like goes into the real world for the first time, he like pulls open that like slop that like they like,
0: what
1: is this? He's like, welcome to the real world. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was like. It was nice. just like it was just, I I can't I, I, just thinking about it, I haven't been able to, it's like, they call it porridge. It, I just think of it Ew. as slop. It was like this like bland oatmeal that just tasted like mucus. It was horrid, horrid like so i didn't eat that so for me i was actually getting closer to like probably 700 calories a day um and i was in there for 12 days um so i do not fault lorenzo at all about like getting (laughs) the food i also don't think that he took it from anyone like i think that like obviously they're they're trying to make this like as dramatic as possible yeah but i don't remember anyone not being fed Mm -hmm. so maybe they maybe they had extra you know what i mean like Obviously, I never asked for extra food because that food was... Not- I didn't really want to eat it. <laughs> yeah.
0: You're like, uh, I don't need any more of this.
1: Yeah, it was just like an extended uh fast, basically.
0: <laughs> yeah. So the set is obviously very, like, uh, just appealing, and it looks so much like this show. Did it... When you were in person, did it feel that same way? Or, like, was it... I mean, very obviously a set. Like, looking up, you would see, like all the build, like no, the structure no, they built, or... did
1: not even feel like this. I felt like we were in another world. Like, that's mm-hmm. why I think like it was a, it was so immersive that, mm-hmm. that added to our experience, like the set, like being in there. Like it felt, it did not feel like we were just like playing around, you know, in this like yeah. place. Like it felt like it, we were going into another universe. And I think that like added to like the psychological piece of it all, because we were basically in, yeah, like Squid Game universe, we were no longer on Earth. We were in a completely different place. Like when someone got eliminated, it felt like they were dying. Like or to like eliminate your friend, you feel like you were killing your friend. Like it, yeah. it was just like the psychological element to it all. Um, and the set definitely, I think, elevated that for sure because it was so realistic.
0: Yeah, I mean, the living quarters looked very bizarre. I mean, especially at the fir- in the beginning with all those people. How was it like sleeping there and sleeping around all those people? Like. Was it easy? I mean, it doesn't look easy. I feel like there'd be someone snoring, just,
1: there was, there were snoring. There was passing gas. There were people screaming at each other from across the room. Like it was, it was an experience. Like it was like my, I mean, I've never been to jail, but I presume what like jail would be like if all the inmates were in one big room instead of like separate cells. Mm. Um, it was like a slumber party with everyone, you know
0: yeah and you don't know then
1: you don't know yeah it was there was a lot going on in there so
3: yeah it was
1: really hard to sleep sometimes to say the least but like i think Mm -hmm. at a certain point everybody needed sleep like the first two nights were kind of weird but like as it dwindled down people like we all needed to sleep like we needed um we were also just so mentally drained from like getting through each day so it got better
2: Download the free Angie mobile app today, or visit Angie.com. that's a n g i dot com
0: so production was obviously very involved in your guys's stay and every interaction trying to create storylines. Were there any moments that you feel like have been misrepresented or some things that have happened like was there like a fight or an incident an injury that like you are surprised did not end up in the tape
1: oh there's so many i don't even have like the time to like <laughs> I'm also, part of this is, like, the trauma. You just, like, shove it down. So, But there's so many yeah. moments that, like, completely got cut. Like, there's so many things. Like, there are even some beautiful moments. Like, we mm-hmm. literally had, like, a kumbaya session where we all were, like, singing and, like, doing a karaoke and, like, just, like, <laughs> singing together. There was a talent show where, like, someone, like, gave someone else a lap dance. Mm-hmm. Like, and all these, like, there were, like, some fun, like, cast-vibey moments. You know what I mean? Like, we were in the morning we'd wake up and like jog around there was like morning yoga so like there was a lot that like I didn't see in the show Mm -hmm. there was a lot of drama as well there was a lot of like plot holes to the drama that did happen because I think that they chose to like to focus on specific characters instead of like some of the groups like it was like one or two groups that got focused but like there were like five or six groups in there right so like and all those groups, there was drama, like, in between the groups or, like, drama in the group. Like, are they going to sit with us? Because, like, again, like, we thought that yeah. we were going to play tug-of-war at some point.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: I think that, like, some of the, the castmates have said this. Like, we did play tug-of-war. It was just a mental tug-of-war. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, like, we were just, you know, so it's the question is, like, do you sit in your line with the people that you have become close to in this game? Or do you sit with the people, like men, like big guys, basically, you know, cause like, obviously like in tug of war, that's what you need. And so it was like a really difficult dynamic because everyone was expecting tug of war. It was written on the wall, literally just like in the original game. Yeah. That's like that dynamic of like people thinking that their teammates are going to sit with them because like they say that they would, but then like in the last minute they, they move because they're like, you know what, this is a better line. I'm much more likely to make it through tug of war with these people picking up and like
3: deserting mm. them. Like,
1: it was a lot of that happening. People screaming at each other. I think they got a couple of clips of that happening in the white room, but there were just so many other things that happened that like definitely didn't make the cut. Um Definitely didn't make the cut, but overall, I still think they did the best that they could with like so many people. Like, you know, you can yeah. do so much.
0: And they did, like, like you said, they did focus on individual people. And I would say, like, some standout characters are obviously, like, Trey and his mom yeah. and that duo. Did you, like, meet them and speak to them or interact with them at all? And is there any characters that you've seen, like, go far that you just had no interaction with? Like, I believe, like, my, Mai- Maya? Is it my?
1: My. She's in the top,
0: um, the top three. three. Like, did you talk to all of these people or were there people you just never interacted with?
1: so when you're stuck in that place for 24 hours like i feel like you talk to everyone at least once like i don't think yeah. I, there's anyone i didn't talk to like or, or maybe someone will correct me but like i don't Leanne, i got on quite well with Leanne. i think i'm still in touch with leanne Shrey. i think i talked to him once mm-hmm. um my i think i talked to her twice i did not she like those are like one of the least people that i've chatted to um yeah but from what i've heard she's a really strong player like she was super smart with all the choices that she was making like she was like two to three steps ahead of everyone else mm-hmm. um and definitely willing to make some really tough decisions as well so like i think like it would have been interesting to hear the things that she would say to other players knowing how far she got now but i was like in my own little world during that time so like i wasn't like able to even like really observe her
0: yeah. How was it getting ready in the bathrooms? Like, did you have all your, do you have your makeup, you, your products, we like everything you product. needed?
1: No, nothing. We, nothing. We had nothing.
0: They give you like toothbrush, toothpaste, like shampoo, toothbrush, conditioner, that's it?
1: Shampoo and conditioner. We're, like, we're out of these like, um, I don't
0: know. The big pumps kind of?
1: Yeah, the big pumps, like I guess, like contraptions, containers uh-huh. um, in the bathroom. I don't even know if we had shampoo and conditioner. I think it was like both in one. It was just really dehydrating, watered down solution.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: and yeah, that's there's nothing else. Nothing, no me- no makeup, no nothing. Um, just like literally like body wash. They had lotion, again, watered down lotion.
3: And then we Not got good.
1: chapstick, like maybe a week and a half, and they gave us started giving us chapstick.
0: So I <laughs> really? I read at some point that they did provide condoms. Is that something that's true? And oh, there it is. Oh my yeah, that's cute that it has your label on it too. Yeah, it has my number on it. Yeah. because okay, I saw you made like a TikTok about the chapstick. Like, why, why were people asking about it? Like, what did you?
1: Basically, because in the beginning they didn't give people chapstick they wanted people to suffer (laughs) so like people's lips were literally falling apart because they were so dehydrated people so they gave us condoms because obviously like it's a tv show they want people to hook up they want the drama the sex all the excitement so they there were endless supplies of condoms
0: but did they like anyone hook up no. I don't think so, right? Not
1: enough for it to be I mean it depends on what you call hookup, I guess, but nothing oh
0: yeah. not
1: um enough for it to become like a and then the people that I do know like got on got on well
0: um got <laughs> yeah. on
1: really quite early on so it wasn't enough to like I guess you I didn't have move.
0: a like a squid games romance no.
1: <laughs> no, I don't like think I don't understand how anyone can have a like, romance in a place like that. like you're so deprived of your humanity um anyways um back to the the condoms since like there's obviously lube on condoms people were taking like opening the condoms like squirting Uh out the lube and using it as like chapstick because that's how dehydrated their lips were it was really sad um i -hmm. snuck in some chapstick so i never like had to worry about that but people's lips were literally falling apart
0: uh, it sounds terrible. So I want to talk to you about the Marble game and the situation of Zero Six Five. But just before we get to that, um, out of all the challenges or like the, the mini tests and everything you actually how far did you get, by the way?
1: Um, so I was the last person to die, be eliminated yeah. um of the Marbles game. And so if we I don't I don't know when they started doing numbers, but like so I'm like top thirty two out of sixty five. Okay. But like, um, so yeah, I, 32, 30. Yeah. My number I think is 32 out of 465.
0: Yeah. So that probably wasn't your, the marbles wasn't your favorite challenge. What was like your favorite challenge or test that you did?
1: To be quite honest, I think that my favorite was Dalgona because I was a little nervous going into it. I didn't like have really any expectations about it, but I felt so calm going into it. Um And I, yeah, I think that like I smashed it. Like I'm just like really proud of myself. And for like, yeah. continue, like, and everyone in my group, we all made it through star, even though star is like one of the, one of the things yeah. like, would not be, but we like communicated, talked through it together as a team, worked through it, and we, a lot of us like made it through. Like it was actually, I think that, yeah, Dogana was probably my favorite actual challenge. Um, warships was horrifying. I made it through, but my team did not. So like, it's mm-hmm. like battleships. So like if you're sunk, if your boat gets sunk, then you're eliminated by the people in your team they'll make it through so you can yeah. make it through even if your team actually loses which is really interesting so yeah my team lost unfortunately which was just like so hard to just see people around you go home and like you got to mm-hmm. stay um red light green light was i don't even yeah so i don't have... I hope no one had to go through that. <laughs> red light green light i don't even know people like Professional athletes like weren't making weren't getting out. Like it was yeah. really green light. And then obviously I got out in marbles. Um so I would say that was probably my favorite all gone now.
0: So and for that, um the, the cookie challenge, I'm not even gonna try to butcher that name, but the, for the cookie challenge, um, it seemed super tense when everyone figured out like how the shapes were being chosen. Oh like was God. the room that so was... tense?
3: Oh my goodness, I
1: will never forget oh my god they went in there and they could not agree and they all got shot like this is what I'm saying like you guys and people don't understand like when you're in there it feels like they're they're being murdered like you're in the squid game universe like it's Mm. such an immersive experience so like I will like my I just will never forget what it felt like to look on that screen and see them all pop 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 you, you have un, like, not finished a challenge. Like, it was just like, <gasps> and then the, again, the same thing happened again. It was like two rounds of people who were unable to, like, make it. I, in my opinion, when it comes to Dogana, out, I, I know this is probably an unpopular opinion, but I don't care. We got to pick what line we went into. So it was like, there are four lines, one through four. We decided which one that we would be into. No one told us where to go. No one told us what shape it would be. We selected our lines. That was our choice. Mm -hmm. I feel like if I chose to be in the fourth line and that happened to be the line of umbrella, no one told me to be number four. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like at a certain point you have to like take responsibility. And I know that nobody wants umbrella, but then like at that point, what's the, why would they even give us the opportunity to get in line? So just be like a free for all. And like the last person, you know, would just get umbrella. Like, I feel Mm -hmm. like, they gave us the autonomy to make the choice for which line that we would be in. Um, and I feel like it makes the most sense to like just yeah. go in the line that you selected. And I know that when the, you get in the room, you want to select the one that's the best for you, but like, that's never going to work because in my opinion, it just it just was destined to fail for people who didn't want to get umbrella. Um, and I understand the people, the guy bless him. I can't remember his name. Um, but the guy who ended up getting Umbrella and then like, his, you know, a lot of those people went out. Unfortunately, like, I just think that that makes them like the most logical sense in such a tense and like uncomfortable situation. And then people did make it through Umbrella People did.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like just accept your fate at that point.
1: Yeah. I mean, but every, I know it's an unpopular opinion and like, I get it. But I feel like I chose Star. It was like probably like the second least likely, you know, to make successful. Like I made it through. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Now let's go ahead and get to your last challenge because you had arguably one of the most like controversial exits from the show because a lot of people have feelings on how you 399 and 065 interacted. So can you talk a little bit about essentially the marbles test was when two people would go into this room and they essentially need to strategize on how they will play a game with these two marbles to determine a winner, correct? Mm-hmm. That's like essentially it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So you were partnered with 065 how did that partnership like didn't he kind of just like select you or like how did you guys partner yeah
1: so what's like not pictures like i was actually i mean you can kind of see like i was at the end of the line like i was kind of trying to be at the back of the line because i felt like it was marbles like they were telling us to get in like groups of two i was like this is marbles there was just an elimination the day before with jack in the box and the person who got eliminated had an advantage and i was like okay so what type of game could potentially have an advantage? Um, And then they told us to get in groups or two. It's like, it's marvelous. If you don't have a partner, you don't have to go through it. Just like the original television show. So Mm. I, in the back of my mind, I was like, if you see me in the clip, I'm in the back. Cause I I remember. Yeah. I was like, and then basically Dylan grabbed me. He was like, do you want to be partners? And I, and at that point I just was like, you know what? Like, there's no guarantee that that's going to happen. It's better to like have a partner than like take a whim. But like my goal was to be in the back and let's hope that no one selected me. <laughs>
3: yeah. um,
1: obviously that didn't happen. So, but yeah, he just picked me basically. Um, I don't really know why, but he did. And I just like, didn't like say no. Um, mm-hmm. I was, and I just, yeah, I think about that a lot sometimes, but yeah, that's kind of how it happened.
0: So also side note did you rewatch the show before you went into the um challenge Yeah, are you
1: kidding me? Like every yeah. day. I was watching everything. Are you kidding me?
0: Yeah, so I you can... watched it like before you went and just like mentally yeah. prepared for like what this could oh, be. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. So many times. So many times. Yeah, yeah I was yeah, I was studying
3: that show.
0: So you knew when you're going to Marvel was like, this could be the end. So what, what was the process? Like, just let's walk through this entire challenge because this was probably the most screen time you got in the series. And mm-hmm. it's because you and Dylan really couldn't get along on, or get on the same page as far oh as like God. how you're going to play the game. So what really happened and how did they kind of edit it to rewrite this story?
1: So I think that they, they unfortunately edited it to make him look like, if they tried to basically make it look like a murder suicide situation, like I obviously made it made they made it edit they edited it to look like I was a rightful winner, which I was, but in a very more obvious way, and that he basically refused to let me win, and then he would rather we both die than give me the marbles, which I guess if you were to look at it objectively speaking, that is kind of what happened, but just not in that way um. So, and I think that they just cut out a lot just to kind of get to, like, the meat of it, which is, like, you know, the Mm murder-suicide. Walking through what happened, basically, he, I knew that he wanted to play a throwing game. Everyone around me in the dorm was telling me that he wanted to play a throwing game because, like, what's not in there, they cut this out in my interview, was, like, he was, like, And played baseball like his whole life. And like, so baseball is like a game of like running and hand-eye coordination. (laughs) So it's just like, those are the two big points of baseball. Like you're either hitting, hitting something with a small ball or you're running. Um, I've never been good at hand-eye coordination. I'm barely good at swimming, as you know. So like, I'm just like not that person. Uh Um, and when it comes to marbles, like there's three categories of games that you can play. So you can play a game of strategy. Or, or nim, essentially, which is basically, I take one, you put all the marbles on, the, on the floor, whatever. And then you say, I take one marble or I can take two marbles. The person who has the last marble on, on the floor wins, basically. So like the goal is to make sure that you can like get your last marble in. It's kind of like chess. So it's like, again, a game of strategy. It takes a lot of like math or whatever, like a lot of mental math. There's a lot of couple like mental math strategy games you could play with the marbles. That's my strong suit. I'm really good with math. I'm a strategy consultant. I work in management consulting. So like my strength was math, strategy, mental, anything. Mm -hmm. His strength was throwing. Like that's like what he was good at. He felt more confident. Since we had alternative strengths, I, as you saw on the show, was like, we don't, we have alternative strengths. My, I led with hoping that we could find a consensus in the middle, which was just playing a game of chance, like rock, paper, scissors, odds and evens mm-hmm. in the marble and my hand, you pick which hand it's in. Like something that gave us both like an equal playing field. That was what I was arguing for, for the entire time. He refused Um and didn't, he refused every option that I gave. He only wanted to do a throwing game because he wanted, he didn't, his his rationale was like he wanted to go down as a competition, like a competitor. He didn't want to leave it up to chance. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, well, if it's a competition, then why not just do a game of strategy? Because that's my competition. And he was like, oh, well, no, that's not fair because that's a surefire way to win. I'm like, yeah, because I know the math. So and that's unfair to you, which I'm not even spending the time trying to advocate for that. I'm advocating for something that would give us both an equal chance. I could go home. You could go home. But at least, like, it's not super swayed in anyone's direction.
3: Mm-hmm. This
1: idea of compromising was instead of throwing with the dom- his dominant hand, which was, like, what do you thought? He was like, all right, I don't want to do anything but throwing, but at least what we can do is, like, we can throw with our non-dominant hand, but, like, levels the playing field. Uh-huh. And I was like, first of all, I don't I don't like I didn't even believe him when he said he was right handed because I was like, I'm not watching this man. eat. I don't know. Yeah, could have been left handed the whole time. So that's why I pushed back on it for so long. Or he could have been ambidextrous. And then we know that baseball players like train with both of their hands as well. So Mm -hmm. so it's like I pushed back on that for 18 minutes because like I didn't feel like that was an adequate like like solution or like compromise like playing with your left hand. And then again, like I'm just trusting basically <laughs> that he's not mm-hmm.
3: Um,
1: Basically long story short, I was like, you know what Aurora, like you should at least give yourself, even if it's like a 10% chance, like give yourself a 10% chance to get out. Um, So I succeeded and I, I followed the rules of the game. I threw with my left hand. Um, I got one in and he never, he never threw with his left hand. Like, I think, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know. I I thought about this a lot. And like sometimes like I I always try to give people the benefit of the doubt. Like sometimes you forget in the heat of the moment. Like there's so much adrenaline. There's so much on the line. Like maybe you just like forget. I mean, that didn't keep me from keeping like
3: following the rules. I'm
1: just trying to like rationalize in my mind to humanize him and try to understand why he would fight for something for 18 minutes and then like not do it. But, yeah, he didn't throw with his left hand. He threw with his right hand. And then he got one in. And I was focused on the ball. I wasn't focused on his hand. So yeah. I didn't see him break the rules until I saw on the television, like, last week. Um, and so we – yeah, like, he got one and I got one in. And so technically we tied. And so we had to decide, all right, what's going to happen so I my argument was okay well I'm the first one to get it in so maybe I should like so we, if we had to pick someone I feel like it should have been me because I was the first one to get it in he said no because he tied me and I was like yeah that's fair like it's a tie
3: <laughs> like I'm not gonna mm-hmm. you no
1: know, so we we were gonna play rock paper scissors as a means of like rectifying the tie but when we went to play rock paper scissors the guard like came out of nowhere and like stopped us and again like the guards are super scary so like you just yeah. like he just like put his hand up i was like okay um and basically production came out and said that we were unable to play rock paper scissors because it didn't actually incorporate the marble in the game so Mm -hmm. what they told us was like if we had done like odds and evens like i put three marbles in my hand and he had to say it's an odd or even that would have been able to be a way of like rectifying the tie because the marbles are physically in my hand like i'm actually using the marble Mm -hmm scissors you weren't actually using your marble marbles you weren't it wasn't it wasn't an adequate way to play the the game basically which i wish they had just told us that because we shook on it like we shook on playing with our left hand and we shook on if there's a tie we just you play rock paper scissors and like the guard was there so i don't know why they let us shake on something that was against the rules and then when we went to do it, it i don't know but we ran out of time um And yeah, then we, we both, unfortunately were eliminated.
0: So how, what, can you describe a little bit of the technology and the feeling of when you're eliminated? Cause some people, like one of the questions I had was like, does it hurt? So like, what is that technology? And and how did it
1: work? It's like, I wish I could describe it. Like there's, it's like this, this thing of ink on your chest that just, it's basically like if someone had, you know, you know, like when you have like a it's like a sore tummy and you have like those hot water tubs mm. like really on you. Just imagine that full of ink and then like strapped with like tape to your chest. That's like, it's called like a squib. Yeah. And so when you die, it just like gets burst and then like, and it just like bursts. It didn't hurt at all.
0: No. And did you kind of feel like the contraption go like, like tick and then it yeah, just yeah. Like... It's
1: like, clink, clink, and it's like, <laughs> ugh.
0: Yeah. So a lot of people have had opinions on how you and Dylan have played the game. And this has now, I mean, I one thing I think is really interesting about this show is how it has bled into social media so strongly. I mean, I think every person, including yourself, you're getting attention from talking about your experience on there. We're seeing so many people like, you know, sharing their side of the story and what actually happened there and seeing, you know, the show, your episode come out where you were featured heavily. People were really nasty to kind of both of you in yeah. different ways. And each of, I think I've seen him make some videos as well. So can you kind of describe like what it's been like now that this has gone out and like you received some hate, you received some support. What's kind of going on on social media?
1: Yeah, I've received a lot of hate, um, which I was not expecting because I I don't know, like a lot of the hate I've received has been like racially charged, which like, I mean, like that's just like, it is what it is, you know, that's kind of part of like being a black person. But the other like non, like racist, non, just like, you know, misogynist hate that I've received, which like, you know, any black woman would ever receive it regardless of what she does. It's unique to my situation is like, I took that, I took an opportunity away from him which like I don't really understand because like even he admits that it was a tie. So like he was never going to make it through like that. So like the idea of like me taking something away from him, he wasn't able to get one in until he even admits to that. So I don't understand why people would come and say that I did that or like I was trying to manipulate him or like I was wasting time. Like I should have just played the game that he wanted to play. Um, Like when every other Marvel's team was playing a throwing game, but, like, what they don't show you is, like, that only half of the teams played m- throwing games. Like, a lot of the teams played Nim, a lot of the teams mm-hmm. played, like, games of chance, like, so, obviously, they showed a couple of throwing games on the show, because I think that's just, like, more, like, better TV, you know, yeah. but, like, I wouldn't say that that was, there were a lot of teams that did not play throwing games. Um, so I guess, like, as a viewer, you're seeing, like, a lot of the games and then I'm the only person who's like yeah that doesn't make sense um but again like that's just if they had even watched the regular squid game like that wasn't what every team did anyway you know what I mean so Mm -hmm. um I think it's been really interesting um I haven't received any like death threats or anything crazy like that just like really misogynist really racist um unkind and just like people coming into my dms like saying like that I like took an opportunity away from him and that like i you know wasted the time or i'm like a gaslighter, or i'm a liar or Mm -hmm. all sorts of stuff or like i think at one point during i mean i'm sure you've seen the episode like i was like explaining what i think we should do and he like told me to like not to raise my voice at him when i was yeah
0: i did say that i'm I'm not comfortable
1: playing a game of throwing
0: you don't have to raise your voice it's fine i'm not raising my voice it's okay listen i thought you were a competitor
1: when I wasn't raising my voice um, and in one of his videos, he said I was raising my voice, they just conveniently cut it out. Um, and so someone would come into my like, DMs and say like, I was like yelling and that I'm, a, you know, a liar. Um, basically just like, ba- like backing whatever he's putting out there. And so that's been kind of
3: difficult.
0: All right, I've had a lot of people ask me what my side of the story is and ask me to post something about it. And I haven't posted for a couple of days, uh my full side for a reason my side of the story the other person's side of the story and then the full truth that goes with any argument ever we are going back and forth discussing discussing on trying to agree to certain rules at this point we both start raising our voices and when we both start raising our voices at one point the opponent that i'm playing snaps and says something that didn't make the final cut now that is when i say please don't raise your voice to me in the version that everyone sees, she's talking completely normal when I say that. Though so there is no context of both of us raising our voices.
1: Um, I can't speak to like what he's experienced. Um, but that that has been a bit difficult for me because at the end of the day, like, I feel very proud of the way I conducted myself. I feel like I advocated for myself. I feel like I, you know, put my put, tried to do the best, like, fair option. Um. And gave him a lot of opportunities to, like, make a choice. And in, in the end, I still seceded. So I don't know how I could still receive hate when I'm the yeah. one who seceded to the game he wanted to play. Um, So it's been a really uncomfortable process of, like, having to re-explain myself online.
0: Yeah, it's also kind of, like, an anxiety thing. Because, like, now that everyone is kind of, like out there and able to speak it's like you don't know if 065 is gonna make a video that tries to implicate you in some way and then you just randomly wake up with like a bunch of hate it's not like you're used to being a reality star or all over social media and having your eye on like their eyes on you so it's definitely I also hate that premise that you took away like that they would say that you took something from him because you guys are in a bizarre situation no real life like lessons really apply here it's like she didn't take anything away from him and On top of that, the editing, I just feel like it's so, there's so much content, so much footage they must have got that, like, there's just most of the storylines are barely told, you know? It's, like, a quarter Mm -hmm. at best of the real story.
1: A quarter, exactly. And I think that, like, personally, for me, and my experience, the the hardest part has been, like, he was, like, so much worse, like, in person. Like, the gaslighting, (laughs) the way he treated me, the way he spoke to me, like, it was, like, it was like bullying like in gas like it was like, it was a very uncomfortable experience like it was like super triggering to me like being like a homeschool kid like going to public school and like you know it was just like all of it was like I felt mm-hmm. like a, like a that homeschool kid all over again going into public school like in so many ways um and so that's why I left the experience so proud of myself because I was like a younger version of me may not have stood, you know may not have stood her ground a younger version of me may have like let him bully me, and like let him do whatever he wanted, because you know, like that worked in the end, but like mm-hmm. I stood up for myself and I did it in a way that didn't need for me to raise my voice or to be manipulative or to do any of these things that I'm being accused of doing um and I just wish like specifically since my exit is obviously one of the most controversial of the show, uh-huh. um they would just have kept a at least us agreeing to the rules in the clip. Cause that's like the most important part of the game. I feel like how can you judge a game if you don't see the two players agree on the game that's being played?
0: (laughs) Especially when I just see you guys sitting, sitting there like kind of silently, silently at some points, like they could have filled that with the context.
1: Exactly. They could have filled that with us shaking hands and saying, okay, we're going to play with our left hand. And in case there's a tie, we're going to do it like, There, I don't, I think they just did that again. I think they were more focused on making him look, making it look like a murder suicide. And to be quite honest, I still, still think it was like, there was no way I was going to, I have made come to terms with the fact that with this slum, like, I was never going to get out of there. Mm -hmm. Even if I had three marbles in and he had one marble, he would have found a reason to like discount me. When we got back to the hotel, he was telling people that I moved my arm too much when I was throwing or something or like, I moved my leg or, You know, just, like, finding ways to just try to, like, discount my, my marble, like, getting in. So, like, and that's before all this happened. So, like, he, in his mind, like, he was never, he was never going to let me through. Like, that line that he's like, I'm not just going to let you win. Like, that is true. Because, like, Mm -hmm. I was never, like, I've kind of just come to terms with, like, the the moment that he became my marbles partner, my, like, fate was sealed. Like, I wouldn't it literally would not have mattered (laughs) Mm -hmm. because he would have never given me his marbles. And I, there's no way I would have been able to like physically over, overpower him and like take the marbles from him. Like, so it was just like, I've kind of come to terms with that. That was the time for me to leave the game. It's like an unfortunate time, obviously. Cause I feel like my opportunity was robbed from me, but like, I just have, like, I just trust like better things are in store. Like, and there's a reason for everything in this, like in this life. But, um, I hope he, like, I've said this on my TikTok, I hope he learned something from this experience. I don't think, like, from what I've seen, like, I don't think he's really learned anything at all. Like, he's just peddling a lot of, like, really Mm -hmm. disgusting stuff online. And I, before I even shared my side of the story, I was very clear, like, I'm not coming from a place of hate. I'm not advocating for hate. And he's the like the complete opposite. Um, And that's been really difficult because I feel like, if we had just both come at it from a place of, like, maturity and just, like, trying to share our piece, it would have been a very different space. But the way that he navigated this whole social media thing was really, really scary and damaging. Um, yeah,
0: it puts a bad so, taste in my mouth. Like, seeing yeah. how he talks about you, and he's definitely, like, instigating a lot of, like, this random hate going to you. And I don't like it. I don't like he his victim it. mentality.
1: Yeah, and he wants, I think, like, which is a uncomfortable like, realization, you know, like, I know he's getting a lot of hate, but I think, like, misery loves company, and I think that, like, he wants me to, like, he wanted me to have a piece of it. He wanted Mm. me to, like, feel a piece of what he was feeling, and so that's, like, what was the mechanism behind the choices that he was making and, like, how he talked about me online, whereas I was literally doing the complete opposite with, like, how I talked about the situation I even gave him the benefit of the doubt about him throwing with his wrong arm. I was like, maybe like, you know, we just like go to things that we know. Like, I don't even think about the arms I use when I do things sometimes. Oh, you know, yeah. I even in that video said, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, I did my best to humanize him. Um I wasn't unfortunately given that same, I wasn't given that treatment at all. But again, like if anything, like the DMs I've received, it's like, if I didn't believe you before, he started talking on social media, I yeah. believe now, because it's like he's just showing his character time and time again. And that's been really validating because, like, you know, you can only ex- share so much and then at a certain point just have to wait and see, like, how people act and, like, hope that people will see other people's, like, true colors and their character.
0: Yeah. And I think you've been navigating it. Like, you know, I've been doing social media for a couple of years now and I've had like my moments online and it's difficult, but you're holding up and you're doing well. And I think you're navigating in a mature way, which doesn't throw people off because nobody wants to be like nasty online. And the fact that he like is leading with that. Yeah. People are going to see right through it. And it's going to like, no, I don't necessarily believe in karma, but like, you know, what you put out there, like you said, it's going to come back to him. And that's why there's all this misery surrounding him on social media.
1: And again, like I truly like, I wanted to be clear. Like, I hope he gets the help he needs. I hope that he truly <laughs> does learn from this experience. Yeah. Gets
0: the help <laughs> he needs.
1: <laughs> like whatever he needs. Like I, I, I don't know. That's not my ministry, but like I do really hope that whatever he he has missing in his life that makes him treat people with such ugly ugliness, like that gets healed at the end of the day like people are people like hurt people hurt people like yeah. that's why you you have to always human you have to always human like at the end of the day he's a human being just like I am um, we operate differently we choose to treat other people differently but like who knows maybe he has some like crazy trauma I don't know like I don't know the man I don't know why he makes the choices that he makes all I know is like how I'm gonna operate because I don't want any of that, to, that negativity to ever come back to me and I'm just gonna always choose to treat people with love and respect um no matter what. Um, yeah,
0: I think that's and great. That,
1: and so that's, and I hope that he truly does get whatever is going on, whatever he's experienced in his life. I hope that he does get the help that he needs and that he can like grow from this and like be a better be A man, you know, and just <laughs> yeah. grow.
0: No longer a boy. So obviously this was a crazy experience. You're going to have so many memories from this moment. And I am super proud of you and your performance on there. I don't think I could have done that well, to be honest. So um Yeah.
1: No, you'd be surprised yourself.
0: I mean, I don't even standing still, girl, like the first challenge, I would be out from there. I'd be like one too cold and two ADHD. I just like I need to get out of there. But granted, yeah. four million dollars. four million
1: dollars is a lot. Four point five six million dollars is a lot of money.
0: Yeah. So you guys, um I, I wonder how much comes out on taxes actually at the end of that. You it's know? like it's
1: just like two million in the end,
0: yeah. Well still, it's like so much money. That's so much, so. yeah. It's a crazy amount. You guys weren't paid for your time on there. Were you at least able yeah. to keep the track suit? No. Oh, that is my
1: biggest gripe. Give me my suit. That is my biggest gripe with Netflix right now. Um, besides the fact that they cut us like agreeing to the rules on my yeah. Marvel team, um, is the fact that they won't give us our track suits. Like we would we we earned those track suits with like yeah. our blood, sweat, and tears. Like, give us the track suits. And then when they like invite us, some of us for, for press events, like sometimes they to put track suits on us. Like, can I keep this? And they they always
3: take it back.
0: Yeah. Oh no. I wonder yeah. why.
1: I don't know, I don't know I, I what do they need them for, like yeah, what, what are, season two like the, I'm, i I'm sure that you guys have other <laughs> other ones made. like I don't they refuse like it's just this like everyone is asking asking, asking,
0: yeah. <sighs> yeah, um, I wonder if there will be a season two, do you think there will be
1: I think that there will be, depending on like how this is received, like yeah. in the end like i i'm uh, I think there will be, especially like now that people have seen. Season one and like they're all the mistakes that we made. People are gonna, but those gonna be so much more drama in season two, I'm sure. Like it'll be really interesting. Um, Yeah. Do
0: you do you know the top three is right now? I know you haven't really been keeping up with it, but
1: Sam and Mai.
0: And so, do you have any opinion on who you think could win?
1: All of them have a chance. Like they're both, they're all of them are so smart, like and so like intuitive and like. I'm rooting for Phil because Phil is, like, my actual friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, we were friends inside. Like, we get on outside. Yeah, like, Phil was my friend. um, Is my friend. Yeah. Okay, I'm really, I'm rooting for them. Sam, he is, like, also super cool. I I mean, he's kind of like a wild card. Like, I would not be surprised if he won either. Like, mm-hmm. it really is anybody's game. Obviously, Mai has, like, made some really, really, like, cutthroat choices towards the end. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, like all eyes are on her and like what she's going to do next. Cause I think that like, she's just shown herself to be a true competitor and that's like really impressive. Um, but we really, it really is anybody's game.
0: Yeah, I agree. So one last question, um, my team pulled out a question about a lawsuit. Can you kind of explain like, what is, um, the talks about like a lawsuit happening?
1: So the lawsuit is from people from red light, green light. So it's people who never made it into the dorm. Unfortunately, they were eliminated in red light, green light. and. So the thing about red light, green light was it was, it was tough. Like, I mean, there were some people who physically were unable to make it through at one multiple points that people were calling for medic.
3: Mm.
1: Apparently there was, I didn't see this with my own eyes as a hearsay, but mm-hmm. two um, or three contestants or players, I should say, had seizures, um, like their bodies physically convulsing on the ground, oh um, passing, people passed out like multiple people's, passed out from the cold. So there were some serious medical emergencies um, arising from the red light, green light extravaganza. Um, So those players are the ones that I think are behind this lawsuit. It's not like people who like made it into the dorm. Mm. And I'm not a lawyer, but I do think that they have a small claim only because like the paperwork that we signed beforehand did not tell us that we'd be holding our stances for like 20 to 30 minutes at a time without a break mm. so maybe they weren't able to like make a calculated judgment beforehand like for their own health on whether or not like this is like it's what so they didn't give i guess if there's the argument can be made that we didn't have like sufficient understanding of what we would be putting on the line in order to like opt in
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, we wouldn't, they weren't able to make an educated choice about moving forward, but that's not my job. I'm not a lawyer.
0: Yeah, and you're like, I didn't see it because I was not moving and giving. I up wasn't my chance. moving
3: anyway. Exactly.
0: <laughs> you're like, I don't care if there's someone behind me screaming for bloody, like, bloody mercy. <laughs> no,
3: I care. I care. Yeah, no. That
1: was tough, but like, I'm just really no, lucky know. Everyone around me like started convulsing. Like, that would I wouldn't know a what to do. Feeling like, because then it's just like, do just do nothing. Like. <laughs> I'm so lucky I didn't have to make that choice. Like there's I'm sure there are a couple of people who did help those help out their fellow players and yeah. got out.
0: Yeah. And when they were out, did they just lay on the ground and then get up and leave the room or they had to lay there for hours? Like, no,
1: they got so like after people started like passing out and like convulsing, then <laughs> then <laughs> Netflix was like, Oh, okay, maybe we should give them a break. So then like we got breaks for like five minutes at a time.
0: <laughs> really, that's funny.
1: So during the five minutes, I think that's when people started to like get up and leave. Some people just got left after their elimination. They were just so pissed. They were just like, yeah, like,
0: screaming,
1: cursing, you know, I mean, I understand that you fly from all over who knows where to London to get out of a like green light. Like oh, that sucks, you know.
0: Yeah, I would be upset too, but you yeah. should be proud of your time on there and great job. I love what you're doing on Thank social you. media, the TikTok, defending yourself, the drama. I'm eating it up. This is giving me like old school reality TV drama. <laughs> I feel the drama
1: on TikTok is almost like carrying this stupid show. Like I,
0: <laughs> really, it is.
1: Like I, I put like, they need, I need to be ran a check for the work that I, I'm carrying the Marbles game on my back with like yeah. all of the receipts I have on TikTok. And the way that this man is talking about me, but again, we just have to give him our hope, our thoughts and prayers and hope he gets the hope.
0: <laughs> thoughts and prayers to 065.
1: Exactly. Thoughts and prayers indeed.
0: But, um, you guys should definitely go and check out Aurora on TikTok and on Instagram. I will link everything below. Go and listen to more about her journey and see what is next. I'm excited. I know you do a lot of travel things and content. So definitely yeah. go and check her out. Thank you so much for coming on the show
1: thank you for having me dude are you kidding like what an honor
0: <laughs> i just like when i asked, this came in, as soon as i saw you on the tv i was like oh my gosh i need to interview her and i was like i know her like this is great this is perfect so i need I'm, i want more friends like you like stir up the drama and come on here and give me the tea <laughs> I be at any point.
1: <laughs>
0: awesome well thank you so much i hope you guys enjoyed this episode go and support aurora and i'll see you guys next time bye, bye. guys bye.
2: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start